Hi, you're listening to Sleeping Pill with Inca, and this podcast is hosted using Anchor. This episode will be talking about loss and death. So if this is something that you aren't very comfortable with at the moment, it's okay. We understand. There are so many episodes to choose from. Feel free to visit another. Hi there, I'm glad you could join me. Why don't you settle in bed, or wherever you are most comfortable, and just condition your mind that it's time to relax. So I want you to know that it's okay. You can relax. I know sometimes it feels like, like a guilty pleasure to do that, but I'm telling you it's not. So relax your shoulders, relax your hands, your arms. Just like take a nice deep breath and exhale with a sigh. Maybe if you want, you can shake up your legs and your feet to loosen them up a little. Or if you're in bed, give us a nice big stretch. There we go. Now, settle in. I have a story to read to you tonight. This one is by Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah, the guy who wrote The Little Mermaid. You may or may not know, but he's written other stories. And this one is called The Little Match Girl. On New Year's Eve, a young girl of indeterminate age walks the streets barefoot. She is cold and in pain after having lost her meager slippers, but she refuses to go home. In her apron, she has bundles of matches she is trying to sell, but no one will buy them. She knows that if she goes home, her father will be very angry for her coming back without even a cent. As snow continues to fall, she makes her way to a pair of houses. Exhausted and cold, she sits outside between the houses and tries to warm herself. Desperate for any warmth, the little girl strikes one of her matches. It warms her and gives off a strange light that briefly makes her think she's sitting in front of an iron stove. When the match burns out, the stove disappears and she is once again cold. Striking another match, the little girl is once again warmed but this time, the light seems to make the surrounding walls transparent. She can look inside the home and see the roast goose and all the food. The goose jumps from the plate and walks over to the little girl, ready to be eaten. She lights another match and is sitting under a tremendous Christmas tree. When the second match goes out, the little girl sees a shooting star. She knows, because her grandmother told her, that the shooting star means someone is dead 
and their soul will meet God. She lights the third match and finds herself in front of her grandmother, the only person who had ever truly loved her, but who died years before. Desperate, the little girl asks her grandmother to take her away from the cold and the pain. Lighting the rest of her matches, the little girl sees her grandmother again. Her grandmother takes her in her arms as the matches glow brightly as the day. She takes the little girl and flies her into the sky where there is no cold or hunger. On the street corner, however, the little girl sat smiling, frozen, and holding the last of her burnt matches. When the sun comes up, people see her and pity her. Yet no one bought her matches when she lived, and none would know the things she saw or how happy she was to have seen her grandmother again. That was The Little Match Girl by Hans Christian Andersen, who I noticed actually has the penchant for writing very tragic stories. I was talking about this in a previous episode where I said that there are many people for whom the holiday season isn't exactly the happiest time of year. I actually posted about it on my Facebook page. A little message for everyone. And most of the comments that I received on that post were from people who are dealing with a recent loss. Well, actually, just losses in general. Because there were some who were dealing with losses from years and years back. But that's something about grief, isn't it? It's a feeling that doesn't really go away. I have experienced loss in my life. But it's not to the degree that some people have. My uncle, who is my dad's brother, passed on when I was very young. I was around seven years old. And then after that, years after, my grandfather passed in 2005. And I love him dearly. And even though it's been quite a while since he's passed, and most days I remember him fondly, there are still some days where it triggers so much emotion in me that I can't even bring myself to speak. I know that people say that when these things happen, it's just, it's good to remember the really happy memories. You know, sometimes it's the happy memories that make me cry the most. So I understand why, for some people, certain losses are so difficult to recover from, even years and years after. But something that loss reminds me and so many other people of are the things that we have with us presently. Because every time we lose something or someone, we always think about the days when we had them, the days we could have spent with them. And it makes us appreciate the people that we have still with us even more so. 
Now, as a young adult, I am much busier than I ever was, than I ever have been. But now I find myself trying to make more and more time for my parents. Even through the small things. And I know this is something that I've said in a previous episode, but I've, I feel like this is something that I can reiterate in this one. It's that even though life can get in the way of so many things, it's always good to remember who or what is important. It's so easy to get annoyed at your parents every time they call you, but you're in the middle of a meeting or in the middle of trying to finish a project. Maybe you drop the call, you text them that you'll call them back later. And this is something that I used to do. And now when I look back, I regret that. And it's something that I'm trying to fix simply because of two things. The first is, of course, that there will be one day that they'll stop calling, that I will no longer see their names flash on the screen of my phone because they will not be on the other end to call. This is an inevitability. And this is something that I've mentioned multiple times here on Sleeping Pill. And one of my main motivators to remember to keep spending time with my parents because there will be one day when I will look back at all those times when they called and I didn't answer and I will wish that I did. So that's one. The second is that I came across, I think it was a thread on Reddit where somebody asked empty nesters what it feels like to be an empty nester. And if you didn't know what an empty nester was, it's basically parents whose children are all grown up and living their own lives. For a lot of parents, they're adjusting, happy to have some sort of freedom back, enjoying their time as an older couple together and all these things. But one comment really hit me in the heart. I don't remember the exact words that they used, but the gist of it was, having an empty nest feels like breaking up with the love of your life, but just having them there. It's just you can't spend as much time with them as you'd want to because they're out doing their own thing and living their own life. And when that parent said that, I remembered my parents because that's how they are to me and my siblings. And so after reading that comment, I try my very best to make sure that that's something that my parents will never feel. In fact, yesterday, my dad messaged and said that he was just working on a couple of projects, like updating me on what his day was going to be like. And then he said that after his projects, he would be going to the market and then dropping by my house to like spend some time with me. And I asked him if I could go with him to the market just so I can spend 
those extra moments with him. And prior to reading that thread on Reddit, it's something that wouldn't have occurred to me to ask. I guess the gist of it is, again, the cliche that we always appreciate something that's no longer with us. And I guess with that realization, we have the choice to either keep it that way or to make sure we do everything in our power to appreciate what we have right when we have it. Of course, these are just my reflections and my thoughts on the matter. And you most definitely have your own. So if you'd like to share, please, I would love to hear from you. You can post comments on my page or you can send me an email. Either way, I'd love to read it. Thank you so much for sitting with me and spending time with me as we talk about loss and processing it. And before we end this episode, please know that at this point, I'm giving you a nice big hug. Good night. You sleep well.